The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Welcome to A Guided Life Podcast, where we talk about all things spirit and life. I'm your host, Laura West. Follow me on Facebook at GuidedWest11, on Instagram at GuidedWest, and on Twitter at LauraWest111. I also have a website at www.laurawest.net where you can download a free guide on how to meet your own spirit guides. My book, Guided, is available on Amazon and it's about soul teams, intuition, mediumship, and spiritual tools such as oracle and tarot cards, crystals, pendulums, and so much more. Well, that intuitive nudge kicked in again, and today I'm being guided to talk about channel writing. I was just a guest on somebody else's podcast last night, recording with them, and he had brought up a really good question about channel writing, what it is, how people can do it themselves if they're interested. And so I figured, why not, with the help of my guides, of course, why not just do a quick little solo episode talking about channel writing? So first of all, I want to explain what channel writing is. Channel writing is, it's like mediumship, but you are just basically receiving the information and then writing down the words, the images. I mean, that's kind of all I can think of. I don't know what else you can transfer from mind to paper, but it's basically taking what you're getting from spirit, whichever clairs it comes to you, clairaudience, clairsentience, clairaudience, clairvoyance, whatever it may be, and transferring it down to paper. So again, either by writing down the words that come to you, describing what's coming to you, or drawing what's coming to you. So that's, in essence, what channel writing is. And it could be any entity from spirit. It could be from past loved ones. So I've had guests on my show who have written books with past loved ones. It could be from spirit guides. That's how I started my journey of channel writing was with my spirit guide and other members of my soul team as well. But that's how essentially I started. And that's how I started to channel write for other people was connecting with their soul teams for whoever is meant to come through. It could be ascended masters. It could be nature. It could be anything because anything has and everything has energy. So it's just a matter of us sort of processing that and then spinning it out on the other end after it's been through our human brain and we've been able to put it into words or images that we're able to understand and transcribe. So I guess another question would be, why would you want to channel right? That is very personal and people have their different reasons. For me, I started channel writing because I had learned that I was already doing it unintentionally because a psychic told me that I was, and that fascinated me. And so I decided to see what would happen if I started channeling intentionally. And so that was essentially why I did it. And to me, it was a connection. It was a way to communicate with the other side 
while still feeling very protected and while still feeling in a space that was comfortable for me. Journaling is comfortable for many people. Doodling is a comfortable space for many people. So it was already a space that I was comfortable in. And I felt rather in control in the sense that I made sure that I felt protected. I felt that I was channeling from my loving team and no other entity at that time because that's what I needed to feel comfortable in doing that type of connection. So for me, it was a way to start to build connection with my team. I have channel written with Jesus before, asking him a question about a dream visitation that I had with him many years ago, just for some clarification. I've channel written with archangels as well, and with extraterrestrials, all sorts of entities on the other side. It really is limitless because if there's one thing that I've learned from spirit, if there's one constant, is that there is no constant with spirit. Anything is possible. So we never really ever say never. Another reason why somebody might want to channel right with the other side is it's a way to connect with past loved ones, pets, humans that have passed, even maybe a favorite plant that you had that just, I don't know, didn't survive the winter and you want to connect with that energy, really can do it with any living being. I've even been told that things like rocks and crystals definitely have an energy. And I've been told by spirit, they have an energy. It just vibrates very differently from more animate objects, but everything has an energy. And so you're really able to channel right any of it. It's just how we interpret and then transcribe it on our end to get the messages. Channel writing is also great if you want to receive messages from the other side and you want it documented because obviously whatever you write or draw will be there sitting in front of you. And I want to share and be clear that it doesn't have to be pen and paper. I have channeled many messages using my laptop. I have done it on my phone, like texting or notes. I have even learned to be comfortable with channeling just from voice to text or voice messages or recordings as well. I find for myself that typing is nicer because I can type quicker than I can write. And a lot of times these words and sentences, they come in rather quickly in like a conversation type of speed. And so sometimes writing, it can really come out like chicken scratch. And then I have a hard time going back and interpreting what I wrote or deciphering what I wrote. So for me, typing just works out to capture and keep up with the words that come in my mind. Okay, so, you know, whatever your reason is to channel right, that's your reason. Now, another question is, well, how do you do it? So I'm going to share what worked for me because that's what I know. And maybe a version of this will work for you. Maybe exactly how I did it work for you. Maybe you have a different way that you like to connect with spirit or something that resembles connecting with spirit that works for you. However, it is meant to work for you is very personal. But if you are at the very beginning stages of this or you want to try something different, then I'm going to share how I did it. Now, of course, at first I was unintentionally channel writing. And I want to venture to say that many of you who are already journaling probably are doing some form of channel writing and you may not even realize it. 
How do you know that? Well, that's hard to say, but it could be that maybe you wrote something that you're like, wow, I can't believe I wrote that. Or gosh, that came easily to me. And that's what happened when I realized, okay, that's why I was channeling unintentionally because I was writing papers for school and the words were coming so easily to me. Gathering my thoughts and organizing them came very easily to me when I remember in high school, writing wasn't as easy. So when I decided to start channel writing intentionally, what I did was I sat there with a pen and paper and I started simple. I started with one question at a time and they were open-ended questions so that I can get more information. You can certainly start with closed-ended questions and just ask for yes or no's. That's absolutely fine. Again, there's really no right or wrong way to do this. Whatever way works for you is the way that it's meant to be. So for me, I started with simple questions, things that I was actually curious about, wanting to know the answer to. I think one of the questions that I asked, obviously I have written down somewhere, is if the butterflies are a sign from my maternal grandmother who had passed. That was my first question. Now that was obviously saying it like that. It's a close-ended question. I think I asked it in a way that was open-ended because it wasn't just a one-word answer that I received. And then from there, I just went ahead and started writing. Now, okay, let me backtrack a little bit here because there was a little bit of prep that I did physically before I started. Before I started, I was already meditating for a few months at this point. So I used some of those techniques that I learned with meditation of taking some slow, deep breaths. I had my eyes closed just to try and calm and center myself. That way my brain wasn't cluttered with a bunch of other things. And I was able to be more open to receiving what was meant to be given to me outside of myself and outside of my own mind. I also made sure that I felt that I was in this energetic protective bubble. That's what I needed for me. And then I asked my guide to step into my energy and I asked my guide to communicate and answer my questions that I am about to ask because I was very comfortable with my guide and felt very safe with my guide. His name is Jason. And so I wanted to make sure that he was the one coming through. And so from there, after I felt like I was calm, I was in a good space, I looked at my question that I had written down on the piece of paper, and then I just put pen to paper, and then whatever words popped into my mind, I wrote them down. I didn't stop to analyze them. I didn't stop to see if they made a complete sentence. I just wrote. And when the words came into my mind, it felt like my mind's voice, sort of like if you're reading silently to yourself, that voice that you hear, or however you would describe that, that's what it was for me. Of course, I wasn't reading anything at the time I was writing, but that's what it was like. And so just whatever words popped in, that's what I would write down. And afterwards, when I felt like I was done with that answer, like the answer was complete, how did I know that? I just kind of knew, or maybe the way that it ended or no other words popped into my head. I then went back and I read it. And I will tell you that I was shocked. Now, first of all, I do want to share that because I was new to that, I did have some one word sentences, things like love, period, 
happiness, period, you know, things like that, whatever was meant to come through. So it wasn't this elaborate long paragraph or these elaborate sentences at first for me. So don't be discouraged if you find that you're not writing these complete sentences. I think it's normal as you're working out that communication to maybe not have it be quite as elaborate as you may have hoped or thought it should be. I went back and I read what I had written and I was just amazed with what came through. Amazed that it made sense, like it answered my question. Amazed that I made sentences. And so that was great having that to look back on. And I can still go back and read it too and just still be just as amazed with spirit and my ability as a human to open up that part of my brain to be able to receive that. And so as time went on, I would either ask more elaborate questions, deeper questions, or just what is it that I need to know today? Very big open-ended question, left it up to my guides to tell me what they wanted to. And that has translated into how I give my readings. And so it was sort of a stepping stone for me. And of course, still a practice that I can easily go back to at any time. But it still felt like a building block for me in my mediumship journey, which I'm just absolutely so grateful for because it has just brought me to so many amazing people and taught me so much about spirit. And I continue to learn, which is just blows my mind every day, even when I think about it. So that I would say is a bit about channel writing. I strongly encourage you to give it a go, even if it's right now, you just ask one question and see what comes up. And it can be yes or no, though I would challenge you to ask a more open-ended question and just see what comes. And if it doesn't make sense at first, if you're not forming sentences at first, or you feel like you can't quiet your mind enough, give yourself grace and have that patience and know that because you even have the desire to do it, that alone means that it will happen. You just have to find that flow. You just have to find where that connection is. But I will say that frustration, doubt, discouragement, those things do make it a bit harder. Though they are normal human emotions, they can make the connection harder for spirit to come through, especially if perhaps you're expecting it to come one way and it's meant to come a different way for you. Maybe it's sensations and you're going to start to learn that maybe a yes means tingling in your left ear and a no means a tingling in the right. I mean, whatever the case is, just be very open to whatever comes. And even if it's journaling, what sensations you feel, if that helps as well, because what will happen is over time, patterns will be developed. You'll start to trust what comes through. And there will come a time where you don't need to write it down pen to paper or type it down. You'll be able to start to have this communicative relationship with the members of your soul team on the other side because you have started to know what that looks like and feels like. And then you're going to see just how chatty (laughs) the other side really is when it comes to communicating with us, whether it's more directly with our clairs, whether it's through signs in nature or the song on the radio, whatever the case may be, you're going to be just opened up to this whole new world of spirit. And again, how chatty they truly are. And who knows if this is your path, you may start to be able to do this for other people as well and just be really connected to spirit regardless of if they're part of your team or somebody else's. 
So I hope that you found this episode interesting, educational, and I hope that what comes through for you is nothing short of amazing. And that was another episode of A Guided Life Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, love and light always. Hi, I'm Jane Asher, and I believe, and from what I've been shown, that when our loved ones die, they don't really leave. They just slip into the next room. On my podcast, I explore the bigger picture surrounding life on Earth and what follows when we do die. I speak with authors, friends, transition specialists, and other experts about every facet of death, dying, grief, hospice care, cultural traditions, and also our beliefs about that final journey and what we may end up facing. Please join me on the next room on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.